You're listening to the Eat With Grace podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and professor of culinary medicine. And I am your co-host, Brooke Fredrickson, registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist. And we are here to challenge a culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. Hi, welcome to the Eat With Grace podcast. I am Brooke, one of your hosts, and I'm here with Jackie. And today we are going to talk about peace. Um, we're looking at the verse from Isaiah 26, 3, that says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And so we're going to dive into this verse a little bit, and we're going to talk about places in our lives that... Um, maybe we don't feel peace about and if there's things that we can do to to find that peace. So I'm going to start with you, Jackie. If you want to share, like, what do you think about this verse? Thanks, Brooke. It's really nice to be able to be here, to be able to talk with our listeners. And um, I look at this verse and there's another version that says, you will keep perfectly peaceful the one who mi whose mind remains focused on you. And that is a promise that he's going to do. But I don't always have that perfect peace. And so I've been thinking about this. It's like, okay, so what happens when I don't have this perfect peace? Because it's something that he's promised to me. And does that mean that I am going down maybe the wrong direction. And is my life not in sync with where he wants me to be? It kind of makes me think that sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of my, my big things when I'm going through something hard is to be able to readily recognize what God wants from me and to follow it. So if that's my desire, when I'm going through something really hard, I think that I should have less times and less amount of time where I'm not perfectly peaceful, that, that he has, has, you know, he will give me that perfect peace, but there's always times where I'm kind of taking control and I'm struggling with it. Um, you know, things have happened just recently in my life that have been really hard and I, I haven't felt a peace about it. And it's kind of like one thing after another, after another, after another, and after another. And I don't talk a lot about satanic attacks, but when it's all these little disappointments all together, it feels like that. And so I, I don't, feel like God does things in my life to, to shame me, but instead there's grace that invites us in. And when I'm going through things that are hard, I am more likely to be looking for that grace and a way to be invited in. The thing that keeps me out of it is my shame. Like I have failed because of this. I failed because of something else. And that keeps me from really reaching out to God and entering into his grace. And if I could enter into his grace, I think that's where the verse comes in that he would keep me perfectly peaceful. 
And that idea of perfectly peaceful, I would have to say in my own life is small times. And the other times are larger. And I'd love to flip it around. I would love to flip it around and um, find it, you know, a different. And it just, um, I heard a sermon where they were talking about worship is. And, you know, I've been in worship all my life. And, you know, he said, it's not the songs. It's not the praises. It's actually worship is when we surrender. Mm -hmm. It's when you say your will, I bow, I give up. Mm -hmm. And so true worship is when we turn it over to him. And I think in my life, I could do that more often. I would find that there would be this peace that's, that's talked about. Um, I think that so often in our lives, we trade the truth for lies. And that just brings us up maybe to the second part of, of this podcast. And it's like, so what are some specific areas of my life and those of our listeners where things happen and it keeps us from this perfect peace? One of those happens to be surrounding our health and surrounding nutrition and surrounding the food we eat and how we relate to the other people, the dinner table, or when we're out with other people eating, are we judging what they're eating? Are we thinking the way we eat is the only way? And what does God have to say to me about my judgmental attitude about other people, but also about myself? I think we as women are so judgmental about ourselves. That's why we're judgmental about others too. Right. So I was at a, I was chaperoning a youth conference this past weekend and the speaker actually talked about um, brain chemistry and how our brain chemistry can affect our contentment and discontentment. And it was really interesting. So um, when we think of dopamine, there are I think there are like five dopamine receptors in our brain. So when that's the pleasure hormone. So like when we eat something pleasurable, if we're eating like say a chocolate cake or a dessert or something, or we're doing something that, um, that, you know, is pleasurable, we get a dopamine hit in our brain, right? So this dopamine hit is um, addictive and it's fleeting. And so it's something that we have to keep doing over and over again in order to feel this, um, this pleasure high in our brain, right? But the other side of it is serotonin. The other hormone in our brain is serotonin, has many more receptors, actually covers our whole brain and not just a small part of it. This is the contentment hormone. Um, and it was so interesting to see that the, the way that we increase our serotonin is to give. The way we do dopamine is to get and to take. We do things that pleasure us. We eat the foods that pleasure us. Um, you know, we 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 do drugs or we do whatever to get that that dopamine intake. Right? It's a it's a very selfish way of doing it. Um, where the serotonin is, we see serotonin increases when we give 
of ourselves when we give to other people when we do things for other people and so Jackie when you're talking about this like finding perfect peace I, I you know the thing that came into my mind was contentment um, we are called to be content in whatever situation we're in I equivalent equivocate that with peace and that perfect peace and so one way that we can try to find contentment in our life is yes we need to be grateful and thankful for what we have but do things for other people it actually has an effect in your brain on the hormones in your brain that give you that feeling of contentment and that feeling of joy that I think everyone is looking for but instead because of our culture we're looking for that quick fix. We just want the dopamine hit. We just want to eat the pan of brownies and feel better. But again, um, some of those are fleeting. And what we see is when we do things for other people and we give of other people and we take our focus off of ourselves, we actually are more likely to find that contentment or that perfect peace that Jackie was talking about. Wow, that is really powerful. That's really powerful. And I think that... Um, that idea of brain chemistry, you know, is so such a big deal. Now, when you look in the media and you look at fad diets, a lot of them are talking about brain foods. Now, mm. I'm not saying that brain foods aren't specific foods like what they're talking about, but I think they're missing the whole big picture. And mm. you've been talking about that whole big picture in that the foods will give us a dopamine release or there are things in our lives we can do to give a serotonin release. And um, food food actually is a big part of those uh, aspects and how we relate to our situation emotionally that we're in. Mm -hmm. And then how, if we use food to try to bring that, the dopamine release, Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. That, that is fascinating. Yeah. And I think it just, it, it's one way that we see how, why people are so drawn to emotional eating, right? We want to feel better. We want something to make us feel better. Um, and we want it instantaneously. And most of us aren't willing to, to wait. Um, and so that is how that feeds that response. And it, it's like a cycle, the more dopamine um, we get the more that we want because it does, it's a pleasure hormone in our brain. Um, but again, it's fleeting. We want to look for that, that lasting peace. We want to look for that contentment and we're only going to find that, um, in Christ and, and giving to other people. Um, and so again, trying to take the focus off of ourselves and putting it on people, I think is one of those ways that we can, that we can help that. But, you know, other than, um, you know, you'd brought up Jackie, why, why are we not in perfect peace? What are some of the things that lead us to that? Bringing this up or tying this together is I think too much focus on ourselves could be one of it. Um, you know, whether it's selfishness or self-righteousness or self-sufficiency, trying to do everything on our own and not relying on God or relying on other people. I think all of those things are peace stealers. Um, Jackie, what are some other ones that you can think of? Peace stealers are also things that we feel we are entitled to. Like mm. I am entitled to have um, this, be able to eat this food and not gain weight. I am entitled to be able to enjoy um, all these 
different kinds of foods at all the different situations and not show any moderation. I'm entitled to enjoy myself and um, not have consequences of, of that emotional eating. You know, so those would definitely be times that we feel that we are entitled to something. That totally makes me think of some of the the problems in that haze movement and the health at every size movement and in like the fat activism. Um, that's exactly the messaging I hear from them. They are entitled to eat and do whatever they want to their body because it's their body. And I guess from a humanist perspective, that makes sense. But I think from a Christian perspective, our bodies do not belong to us. Our bodies are not our own. And God calls us to take care of our bodies. Um, is it Romans 12, 1 and 2? I think it's 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 17. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now, it might yeah. be in Romans also. but Yeah, there was also one in Romans. Yeah, so I plead with you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice because of what God has done for you. Um, and so like the way that we deal with our bodies um, is an act of worship, right? And so if we have this mindset, Jackie, like you were talking about, where we just feel entitled to eat and do whatever we want, that is a very selfish way of looking at it. Um, that is not worshiping God with our bodies, right? I do think there needs to be some restraint. I do think there needs to be some discipline. I do think there needs to be some stewardship when it comes to our bodies because they are not our own. They are a temple of the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think if you have that mindset of entitlement, um, I would bring that before the Lord. And maybe that's something that you can, um, that you can, you know, surrender to him because I do think that is a, uh, not only physical, emotional, but also spiritually detrimental attitude to have towards, I, I would say, food in our bodies. Would you agree with that, Jackie? I do. And, you know, when we have these kind of attitudes that are not like God's attitudes, they are not bringing us peace. These are some of the responses that I see. Like, I can get defensive. I could be remorseful. Or I can be repentant and say, Lord, I don't want to feel this. I want to see contentment. And I feel like God can heal our souls. There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Romans uh, 12, 15, going on with the Romans theme. And that just says, okay, it can seem right to do whatever you want and to find all the pleasure and to find all that dopamine release, but um, it's, it's addictive and it leads to death. Right. There's a difference between like condemnation and conviction. So when I feel condemned, it's like that was wrong and there is no way out. But conviction is... I am wrong in how I'm thinking, but there's a better way. And that way, if I can surrender my will and find God's will for my life, that's when I'm going to find this perfect peace. Are there any other instances where 
we could identify why we're not in perfect peace. Like any reasons behind it. I mean, you talked about entitlement. We talked about um, self-sufficiency. We talked about, you know, fleeting pleasures versus lasting contentment. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's doing it our way. And it kind of fits in with those other ones, but right. okay. a little bit separate too, yeah. is that, okay, this is what I believe. This is what I am going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. And we really leave out the part where we're trusting God. Maybe he's wanting to show us something different. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where, if we get really dogmatic in our beliefs about things, I think I can see this too. Um, you know, in the food and nutrition world that maybe we, um, we're just really dogmatic and we're really close-minded or maybe just set on really specific beliefs about food and nutrition. Um, where I know I've personally gone through some stuff where, where I've changed my mind on things. I've changed my mind on things that in the past I would have been not willing to change my mind on when it comes to nutrition. And so I think we all need to be kind of in this, um, uh, I want to say a malleable place where, or at least be open-minded. Like I've always said to be a skeptic, and I think it's important to do that and question things going into stuff. Um, but at the same time, be open-minded to new ideas, be open-minded to learning new things, be open-minded to um, different ways of thinking about stuff. Uh, because again, if we're really close-minded and dogmatic, we're not we're not available to learn new things and be used, you know, by God in different ways. I think whether it's you know in our regular life or in our spiritual life, either way, I think we need to be open um, to what God wants to show us and what God wants to teach us. And then in that, you know, humility comes along with that. I think being able to admit that we're wrong or being able to, you know to come out and say that we were wrong, I think is, is a good thing as, as well. So that, that's awesome. And I think about when you talk about admitting that we're wrong, we have to forgive others, but we also have to forgive ourselves, like mm -hmm. maybe forgive our, ourselves because we've gotten out of shape. Or maybe forgive ourselves because we've gotten in a pattern of eating lots of processed kinds of foods, junk foods, et cetera. And it's interesting that in the Bible, the first time forgiveness is ever mentioned was in the story of Joseph and his brothers who had sold him into slavery came starving, looking for grain. You know, Joseph, that's the first time the Bible ever talks about forgiveness. That's a beautiful example too. And so I think we have to check ourselves and say, okay, do I need to forgive others? Do I need to forgive myself? And then I start to soften. I start mm -hmm. to get just a little bit. Um, my heart changes a little bit with that every mm -hmm. little bit of forgiveness. So when I'm striving for forgiveness, it's more, it becomes more than just self-help. Yes. If it is a heart changed, then it's not just self-help. So that's kind of the difference between all the self-help books out there, all the weight loss books out there, all the weight loss plans and what the Bible is talking about. So softening our hearts and looking at it 
as soon as our hearts start to settle, I think I immediately start to feel more peace. But when my heart's hard, that's when I am dogmatic and sure that I'm right and sure that, you know, I don't want to change my opinion on things. Um, that's when I probably have the least peace. Right. I think we're, we're much more likely to be, like you said, defensive. We're much more likely to come across as um, arrogant and prideful. I think we're much more likely, yeah, those are like to sin. We're much more likely to sin in those situations where um, our heart is hardened and we're, uh, we're not willing to be humble in those moments. So I agree. I've, I've been there, like there's, there's been instances over my career where I've been really dogmatic about certain nutrition things. And I've had to go back and apologize to people um, because I was, I was prideful. It really like it, that's what it falls down to is I was just prideful and wasn't willing to listen to their side of the story or wasn't willing to look into it or just thought that I knew it all. Um, and that's, that's been, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to come to that place of humility. Uh, it's never easy to admit you, that you're wrong, but oh my goodness, like you said, like peace comes from that. Like you just feel so much better when you're like, okay, I was wrong. I need to learn to do better and move on from there. Um, I can give you yeah. a really good example where I feel like I cannot believe that this was me, but I was in college studying nutrition I thought I knew everything about nutrition there was. And I was at my uh, stepmom's home and I, I was helping cook and we had broccoli and I was cutting off all the stems and throwing them away. She goes, oh, you don't use the stems? And I totally dismissed her views on using the stems. She had way more cooking experience than I did because I was in college. I hadn't even really started cooking for myself. And it was probably years later that I started eating broccoli stems and I actually really like them. Like, like I like broccoli stems raw, like a carrot. And I think back to when I just dismissed everything she said about nutrition, like, like mm -hmm. I didn't agree with all those different things. And that one specific thing, I just remember, oh, I was so wrong. Like I was so wrong. I teach eating broccoli stems now. And I guess I need to go back and I need to say something to her about that because, you know, she was right. And I was so yeah. wrong and it's prideful never to say anything about it. Right. Well, and like, <clears throat> I think we'll do a podcast in the future sometime. Um, about this, but I've had some new health revelations over the last couple of months that have really challenged um, my thoughts about nutrition, um, my knowledge about my nutrition and beliefs about our health um, that, yeah, that I have been humbled by and that I um, probably need to do some apologizing even to our listeners <laughs> um, about, but uh, we'll leave that for a different podcast. But yeah, it's just God brings us down, right? It's it's always like when we when we're when we're too high up on our pedestal, we're going to be brought down at some point. Um, anything we put up on a pedestal is going to be brought down. That can be our beliefs, it can be um, food, it can be our bodies. Anything that we put 
uh, in front of God and that aren't, or that we're willing to, you know, or that we're holding on with a tight fist and not willing to hold loosely, I think um, can bring us down. And that's, it's an okay thing. It's, it's actually a good place, I think, to be humbled. And we have to also remember in that humility that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. That, that is an amazing, yep. amazing thought is that the robes of righteousness are, we're covered with them. As soon as, you know, we lift up our hands, hands to God. And that's kind of, it goes back to this um, about the righteousness and peace that when we as sinners trust in Christ as our savior, we are clothed in Christ's righteousness and we receive peace with God. And so while it happens when we are saved, I think it happens on a daily basis for me too, that, that there's no condemnation. Yeah, I am wrong, but there is a better way and, and I'm convicted. So we don't want condemnation, but the conviction that I'm wrong and God has a better way is good. And, yeah. you know, our expertise is nutrition. We've spent many years studying nutrition. And I often think that the areas that we feel we have the most expertise in are the ones that we are the most likely to maybe hold on to what we believe long after we've realized maybe it's not quite right. I have an right. example of this. And it was um, when you're arguing with someone and they're the kind of people that 10 minutes ago, I knew you were right, but the last 10 minutes I kept arguing just to irritate you. <laughs> and so it's kind of that the idea that we, when we have an expert uh, area, mm -hmm. might hold on to things a little longer. Right. And I think it becomes, it comes from that not wanting to admit that we're wrong, I think is what it is. I know that is for me anyway. Um, but yeah, like we have to remember too, like nutrition is a science and science is always changing when new evidence is presented. Um, and I think that's why it's like, it's so easy to think, well, I was taught this 20 years ago. So this is what I should believe. Well, there's new research and there's new evidence coming out all the time. And we have to be open to that. We have to be willing to look into it. We have to be willing to consider it, right? Way, is, it, is this good research? Is this bad research? Is there promise here? Is there not? I think there's, it's always something that's changing. And so I think especially in the nutrition world, we have to be um, open uh, to new things uh, and to at least and consider if, them. If we've always felt like that I was honoring my body by doing these specific rules very religiously I think we have to pray and just ask dear God just I pray that the thoughts of my heart and the meditation of my mind would be centered on you and that moment by moment you'll show me which of those things I need to let go of which mm -hmm. of those rules no longer are serving you Lord which ones are just serving my own prideful, selfish uh, 
selfish things. So when we look at these different areas of food, we look at the different areas of nutrition, I think this is just a huge issue for women. And where our health is concerned is so important because when we don't have optimum health, it's it's a miserable feeling. So just reaching out to um, God and I need to trade the place where I might be when all I can think of is my past and a bitterness and unforgiveness. But the Bible says that God will cleanse us with hyssop and make us as white as snow. So I want to go from that place of bitterness and unrepentantness and headed down the wrong path and dogmatic beliefs to the place where I can say, okay, Lord, I surrender. I, I give it up. I give it all up to you. I want you to cleanse me with high sop. I want you to make me white as snow. And we have a chance to start over. That, that's pretty amazing. Yep. Okay, so if someone doesn't have perfect peace, Jackie, are there any like specific things that we can... Um, that we can do about it. I know we've mentioned, you know, some reasons why we might not feel peace, but are there any specific recommendations, practical things that you would leave our audience with? Whenever I am not feeling peace, I always think I need to relearn how to pray. I I uh, grew up in a faith where we learned to have a quiet meditation of a heart and listen for that small, still voice that will lead and direct me. And I think that if I'm not feeling peace, I need to relearn how to pray. I need to pray in a way that I'm not just asking and begging and, and telling God what he needs to do for me, but maybe I need to listen a little bit. Maybe I need to realign my priorities. Maybe I need to um, think less about myself and more of what I can do for those around me. Right. Yep. I think those are all great ones. Um, getting into the word too, the best ways to the best place to uh, hear God's voice is directly through his word. So making sure that we're spending time in the Bible as well is a good one. But yeah, I think the one other thing I would do, um, and we, we've mentioned it a couple of times, is, um, is confess it. If we are struggling um, with holding on to things that are maybe hindering us from peace, um, surrender and confess those things to God, I think is, is a good starting place. Um, like you said, Jackie, we have, to, we have to be able to forgive ourselves, um, but we need, we need forgiveness from God for that so that we can... Um, start new and move forward so anything else no but i have loved this time of sharing with uh you brooke and sharing with our listeners and you know if you listeners out there have specific questions or things you want us to go over let us know because we are probably dealing with some of the same issues you are and we would love to bring them up and hash them out and delve deep into God's word. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening and have a great week.
Thank you for listening to the Eat With Grace podcast. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. We would love to have you leave a review or comment on our Instagram page. It's been great to share this time with you. And we pray that you have a grace-filled day.